If you're committed to transitioning to a new role outside of the classroom, let me give you some advice. Don't try to navigate this journey all on your own. The Teacher Career Coach course will walk you step-by-step through the entire process. When you sign up, you'll get help picking your career path, have access to a library of transition resumes for teachers written by a professional, and even gain access to a list of hundreds of companies that hire teachers. Most importantly, you'll join our exclusive private community to collaborate with others and network. I've dedicated my time putting together templates and resources to create the most thorough program to help save you time. Learn more about the Teacher Career Coach course at teachercareercoach.com forward slash course. After leaving teaching because of some serious burnout, she vowed to build the community she wished existed when she needed it most. She went from classroom teacher to an educational consultant, instructional designer, and six-figure business owner. Now, she's here to help you achieve happiness and work-life balance, whether inside or outside the classroom. Come join our discussion as we talk about managing teacher burnout, career transitions outside the classroom, starting a side hustle, and everything in between. Here's your host of the Teacher Career Coach Podcast and your new personal cheerleader, Daphne Gomez. Welcome to the Teacher Career Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Daphne Williams. A lot of people have reached out and asked me to share my personal story about why I left teaching and what I've actually done since I left teaching. So in this episode, I'm going to share my personal journey, more specifics about my roles as an educational consultant and an instructional designer, and I'm just going to share some of the most important lessons that I've learned along the way. We'll start off briefly just with my role as a teacher and why I ultimately ended up leaving. So I personally started teaching in my late 20s, and I started out as a fifth grade teacher. The first school district that I was at was a low-income school district, and I was really passionate about giving back to the community and really thought that I could make a valuable impact in helping students appreciate education and just It was something that I felt really passionate about. The first few years of teaching, I always kind of felt deep down inside like I was always drowning or struggling. And it was a feeling that I never felt in any other previous career that I'd had, where ultimately I kind of constantly questioned whether or not I had made the right choice. And you know, that's scary. You invest a lot of time and energy into becoming a teacher. You have to get your credentials, you go through the teaching program. And ultimately, it's supposed to be this moment of you found your calling and that's what you were supposed to do. And it's going to be your forever career. And you're going to love it. Once I started to have those doubts, I just chalked it up as, you know, this is just first year jitters. This is just second year jitters. This is something that I'm really passionate about. And ultimately, all of the puzzle pieces are going to fall into place and it's going to work out for me. The first few years were a struggle, but I ended up leaving that school district to move down to Los Angeles to a new school district. And that's when I really thought that everything was going to change and I was going to start finding my groove and my footing as a teacher. I moved to the new school district because I was moving down to Los Angeles and the role that I was getting was actually in a completely different demographic. I'd be teaching the gifted and talented students in a wealthier neighborhood in Los Angeles. You know, both of these schools had their issues. I was 
secretly unhappy with both of them in some capacity. But that very last year was by far the worst that I've ever had. All of my struggles with teaching had nothing to do with the students. I was just completely burned out by the expectations, the lack of autonomy, and at my last school year, the extremely toxic work environment. I was feeling a lot of pressure from the administration to do things that were outside of the regular expected teacher duties due to the parents at the school district. And I also was being subjected a little bit to, and I feel like I'm being overdramatic here, but adult bullying by parents. So, you know, social media posts that were kind of getting spread around the school district specifically about me and um, I know that some of the other teachers had kind of put it on my radar that parents and the administration themselves were kind of gossiping and, and creating this unhealthy environment for me. I started to feel really broken and low, and I was feeling really disrespected with a lot of different things that were going on that school year that were really unprofessional, and I was really depressed. That school was so unhealthy that it really took a toll on me mentally and physically where I started to have to go to the doctor a lot just for stress-related illnesses that last stretch, maybe five months of being in the classroom. I always feel like I'm being overdramatic about that situation. And when I start to tell people, you know, it, it really wrecked me emotionally and physically, it feels like I always have to defend myself and and lay out all the bullet points of every single thing that happened that school year. But in actuality, you know, this is really common. If you're in a toxic work environment and you feel that stress on a daily basis, over a prolonged period of time, stress really impacts your body in a negative way. And that the doctors just kept telling me this is all due to stress. And I knew exactly what that source of stress was because almost on a you know bi-weekly basis, something extreme was happening in that work environment. I, towards the end of the school year, I was breaking down crying, just going to school. Um, and once again, it had nothing to do with students. I constantly was putting on makeup once I got to school, trying to cover up the fact that I was crying and breaking down on the way to work. Ultimately, I was so burnt out and so stressed out and just had to take a break from being in the classroom, at least for the next year. So at the very end of that school year, I just came to terms with this is time for me to reinvent myself. If I wanted to go back into the classroom after a year break, I could do so. But I, I really needed to focus some time to pull myself back together just because of how low I was feeling and how I wasn't mentally all the way in it. I started looking for jobs that hire teachers. And like many of you know, um, there weren't a lot of resources out there. No one really wanted to talk about the fact that you could be a teacher and then want to do something else. And this was back in 2017. So it was prior to the pandemic, which I think has brought a little bit more compassion and empathy towards teachers who are making this decision. But as I was looking, I was facing some pushback of people saying, well, you're a great teacher. You know, you you can't not teach. You started being a teacher and that's, you know, you sign this invisible contract and that's what your job is going to be for the rest of your life. And I just had to set some clear and firm boundaries of that's not what I'm going to do this year. 
that's maybe not what I'm ever going to do again. I just have to keep moving forward and take the steps that I need to take to figure out who and what I want to be. And ultimately, I just want to be happy. And that's the most important thing to me is I need to figure out what career I will be happy in. To be honest, you know, every time I thought about teaching for five more years or 10 more years, it did scare me. It didn't feel like it was the right fit for me. It always made me feel nervous. And that's not how your career is supposed to make you feel. And if your career is making you feel that way, well, then you need to examine that feeling. And what is it that you can do to make a change? So I was just coming to this realization of I needed to figure out what I needed to do to be happy and what I would like to do for the next five years or the next 10 years. I thought about interviewing at other school districts, but because I'd already worked to at two at that point, I felt like the common denominator might have just been teaching wasn't a great fit for me. And this was an opportunity for me to use that last negative experience to force me to do something scary and get outside of my comfort zone. During the interview process, I had some really low points. Um, that's entirely normal with part of the process. There were about three months that I was just aggressively putting out resumes and I wasn't getting a lot of callbacks. If I did get a callback, I would have an interview. Some of the interviews that I had went well, and then some of them I was disappointed in my own um, performance in them. And one day I had four rejection letters in the same day, and I just bawled, you know, laid on the couch, went back to sleep by noon, just felt like it was never going to happen for me. During this process, during interviewing, from time to time, people told me, you know, I wasn't qualified for one position or the next position. And one thing that I started to realize is there's a difference between not being qualified for one job and not being qualified for all jobs. And so I just kept moving towards a new direction. It was one of the most emotionally draining times of my life, but it only took one yes for it to change everything. And with that one yes, it was my first role as an educational consultant. And to be honest, when I saw this job application, it looked like a scam. It wasn't really well written. So I went into the phone interview expecting it to be a very low paying job or they were going to ask me to oh, pay $5,000 upfront and then we'll start paying you after you do professional developments because there are a couple of companies that I do feel like are a little dishonest and prey on teachers by asking them to pay an upfront fee just for the honor of working for their company. And I had been through that process before. And so I thought this could potentially be something like that. I was really confident in my job interview, especially because I felt like I was interviewing them and not vice versa. And towards the end of the interview, they started to tell me the salary and it started to seem like a possibility. And immediately I realized, oh man, this is it. I, I really want this job. And then a few weeks later, they let me know that they were hiring me. So the first question that a lot of people want to know is what specifically is educational consulting? So educational consulting is one of the most vague position titles that is out there. Consulting and consultants just means that you're an expert in something. So it's you're an expert in education. 
And this role will look different from company to company. So educational consulting a lot of times is doing professional development for schools and school districts on behalf of a company or working as an independent freelancer. And for those roles, it's just people who have a specific curriculum and they go and they do those trainings. Another role that educational consultants have is sometimes they work with a company that wants a teacher's perspective on how a product should be created. So they'll ask you to go in and identify flaws in a product and talk about different ways that teachers might want changes made to that product before the product's even made or how teachers might be marketed a specific product. So that's another approach to educational consulting. But one thing that I've noticed with educational consulting is a lot of times the jobs are independent contractor positions or part-time positions. So that's one thing that I always put out as a caveat when talking about this type of position. My role was actually a full-time independent contractor position, which is scary. And that means I didn't go in having retirement benefits, I didn't go in having health benefits, and that's a risk. For me, though, I was willing to take that risk, and I kind of weighed out the salary to make sure that it was a good fit for me and that it was worth it in the long run to take it. But with that risk came a lot of rewards. I am my own boss. I am able to create my own schedule. And I have a lot more free time where I'm able to invest that free time into making even more revenue sources. My specific position with educational consulting is public speaking events, uh, national conferences, it's working with different school districts, and it's working at a higher level with the school district to create the training program, and then also actually training the teachers and offering free professional development for teachers on a specific product. There was a learning curve for me, especially when it came to talking at national conferences in front of large audiences, but I immediately started loving it. One of the things that was unexpected as a perk was with speaking at national conferences, they were inviting me to travel more for work. So I got to go to a couple of conferences out of state and they would put me up in really nice hotels and pay for my food and my drinks for the entirety of the week that I was there. It was a lot of work to prepare for conferences, but it was also like having a paid vacation. And one thing that I noticed with it as well is I started to feel guilty that I was happy. I kept thinking back on school districts that I had left or teachers that I had worked with who would continue to text me and they would ask how my new role was and if I was enjoying it and if I could help them find similar positions. So during that time, a lot of teachers would come up afterwards and they would ask, well, you said you were a former teacher in your presentation. How did you do it? How were you able to transition from this role to this role? And that's when, you know, teacher career coach really started kind of developing in my brain. I knew that there was a lot of need for people to understand that there were career options outside of the classroom. And there was a natural path that they were able to take if that was something that was appealing to them. During this time, I started to meet a lot of former teachers and it was a network that I hadn't had my eyes open to in the past. 
it started to show me all the opportunities that were out there and different career trajectories that teachers could take outside of the classroom. Many of my colleagues were also former teachers as well. And so I was able to see not only where we were all working together, but where they went, where they went on to get promotions or go on to different roles. I loved that role as an educational consultant. It gave me a lot of extra time back because I was mostly tasked with staying on a school's professional development calendar and then also at national conferences. So I was on call, but If there wasn't something that happened during a specific day, I would have a lot of downtime. And during that time, that's when I started really stepping up my game and creating my own side business, starting with a Teachers Pay Teachers store called Kitten Approved Curriculum. Because I was an independent contractor, I didn't have my retirement benefits. And I was thinking, you know, if I could make a couple hundred extra dollars per month, I'll throw it directly into what's called an SEP IRA. And that's where my teachers paid teachers revenue was going is it was just supposed to be a couple hundred extra dollars a month to help me make sure that I was still contributing to my retirement. And like I said, during this time, I connected with a lot of other former teachers and it gave me the opportunity to get my foot in the door at another well-known company as an instructional designer. So like I said, I had a lot of former teachers colleagues and during that time, one of them moved on to a new company and after a year or two, she reached out and said that she had an opportunity for me. I had already created this digital course, Teacher Career Coach, and she knew that I had created online curriculum and I had a lot of skills with creating e-learning resources for my own side business at that time. And so she thought that I would be a perfect fit for a role as an instructional designer at the company that she worked for that was just opening up. I had to weigh the pros and cons, but being able to learn technology tools amongst a lot of career professionals, including graphic design and learning best practices when it came to creating learning materials, felt like a step in the right direction for me. And so I took that opportunity and I ended up leaving the role as an educational consultant to begin a role as an instructional designer. So my role as an instructional designer was geared towards I was supposed to be creating a e-learning platform for teachers to learn how to use and implement a product. So this was the perfect role for me because it was something that was on my radar that I wanted to learn best practices in graphic design. I wanted to make sure that I was up to date with user experience and making sure that everything that I created for my own business was simplified and easy for people to access. And I knew that getting a role like this was going to be really great for my growth because I'd be surrounded by a lot of professionals who had already been in roles like this in the past for a few years. So my role specifically while I was creating this e-learning platform for teachers was to create the resources to help teachers learn how to implement a technology product in their classroom. So best practices on why you would use this, how you get it set up, different use cases for different types of pedagogy, also a certification if any teachers wanted to show their proficiency in said product. 
If you want to hear all about instructional design, just make sure you listen to episode nine of the podcast, which is completely dedicated to why teachers make great instructional designers. While I was working at this company as an instructional designer, that's when Teacher Career Coach really started taking off. And I mean, I went from having 2,000 people to 20,000 people who were instantly following me and also sending me DMs and questions and sharing their stories and asking for advice. And having this instructional design role, it was a nine to five position. So I was starting to really find myself burnt out. And I came at a crossroads where I was going to have to decide whether or not I just shut down the teacher career coach project or whether I left this job and focused on just doing teacher career coach full time. If you've been following me for any amount of time, you know that I do everything out of an abundance of caution. I don't want anybody to leave their position for a side hustle unless they've been able to watch the data for long enough to make sure that they know and they feel comfortable that this is going to give them enough income that they can survive off of it comfortably. So at the very last minute, as I was reaching a lot of burnout, my role as an educational consultant actually reached back out and they said, if by any chance you would want this position back, we have an opening. And it couldn't have happened at a more perfect time for me. I needed to have something that whether it was a small dip in salary, I was able to have an extra 10 hours because that was going to enable me to continue with my passion, which is the teacher career coach. So I left the instructional design position and I went back to educational consulting, which is less hours, but perfect for exactly what I want in my life right now. If you're listening to this right now, that is still something that I actually do in addition to teacher career coach. And I wanted to end this episode with just a couple of takeaways and some of the strongest lessons that I've learned from the entire process. One, you can figure out hard things if you are dedicated. Retirement, health insurance, setting up a business entity, These are all things that I did not think I was capable of figuring out. I had really low self-esteem and I truly felt like an idiot, especially from that last school that I worked at. And a lot of times we talk ourselves out of trying to figure things out because we don't believe that we're able to achieve the actual end result. You know, a lot of times people say something like, well, I don't want to start a business or a side business because I don't want to figure out the taxes. And honestly, I truly believe that that's just code for I don't believe that I can make enough money to make it reasonable for me to invest time into figuring out the taxes. You know, you don't have to have it all figured out. You just take it one step at a time and you have to just believe in yourself. I don't regret taking any of the roles, whether it's teaching or instructional design. I am happy that I made all of these choices. I've learned from every part of this journey, and I'm so happy that I was even in the classroom. During my years in the classroom, I know that I positively impacted students. I know that. That was my goal, and I achieved it. It also gave me a better understanding of how I can support teachers from outside of the classroom, which is something that I'm passionate about and I've used 
sense in multiple roles outside of the classroom. My teaching career was the stepping stone to my next roles. You know, you don't have to have it figured out because I didn't even have it figured out. Over a year ago, I was really excited about an instructional design position because I wanted to eventually become like a director of professional development or a manager of customer learning. And you're going to end up moving in certain paths and eventually you're going to probably want to pivot. You also have to realize that eventually there are going to be times in your life where you have to be comfortable with failure. Rejection is redirection, and I've gotten personally really good and really comfortable with failing because it's taken a lot of failures for me to get to where I am at today. And because I've worked in a few different roles from teaching to educational consulting and instructional design, I now have some clarity on what types of roles I would want in the future. I have these specific takeaways. I know that I like working with a large variety of people and I like working independently almost equally as much. I can't have a role that doesn't have both. I also know that I need autonomy to be happy. I've been in positions where I've felt micromanaged and it's one of the worst environments for me to thrive in. And so moving forward, I know that the roles that I have have to have autonomy and independence from those who are above me. I also know that I like being creative. I like project planning. I like long-term goals. I'm organized and I like working strategically to do things efficiently. I don't like people who are figuring it all out without a clear plan. And lastly, because I worked on creating side income, I'm no longer financially dependent on any roles just due to it being my only income stream. I personally haven't felt backed into a corner in the same way that I did as a teacher. And that's why I urge so many of you to think about creating a side business, especially if you're thinking of leaving the classroom. Because even the smallest amount of income brought me personal confidence that I had some savings and some wiggle room to actually just pursue whatever made me happy and not just what paid the bills. We're all in different places of our life and you might just be in the beginning stages of this and all you might need right now is just to think about switching districts. You are the only person who's gonna know what the right decision for you is. But the most important thing is that if you are unhappy, you start to really figure out what it is that's making you unhappy and try to make some changes to help yourself feel better. If you're unhappy, it is gonna take doing something different, something uncomfortable to actually become happy again. That might be changing your pedagogy in a way that you never felt like you'd feel comfortable or prioritizing yourself and self-care and saying no and starting to feel more comfortable with walking away from tasks that are not priorities. It might be switching schools or districts and making that uncomfortable decision to walk away from an administrator or a toxic work environment. 
Or it might be something like putting your face on Instagram to try to create some side income, something that you're uncomfortable with, but you know will end up ultimately giving you a sense of purpose and make you a little happier at the end of the day. There are a lot of directions that you can go. It's just most important that you pinpoint one. Follow your heart and trust your gut and figure out the one thing that you can do towards working towards bettering your life. If you want to learn more about instructional design or educational consulting or side hustles, just make sure you're signed up to my newsletters, which you can sign up for by taking that free quiz at teachercareercoach.com forward slash quiz. If you are enjoying this podcast, please make sure that you click subscribe and do not forget to leave a review. Leaving a review and a rating helps other teachers find this support and so many people have no idea that it even exists. I'm wishing you the best in wherever the future takes you. And I'll see you on the very next episode of the Teacher Career Coach Podcast.